Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Grace-Filled Leader Podcast. Today we are continuing our conversation with Beatrice Vargas. Beatrice is a globally recognized Christian marriage coach, international speaker, and host of the Grace-Fueled Wife Podcast, which is ranked in the top 1.5% globally. With 15 plus years of experience coaching families across the globe, Beatrice helps Christian wives overcome miscommunication to experience greater connection in marriage by implementing her grace-fueled marriage method. Beatrice has such a beautiful story of transformation and reparation in her marriage. By the grace of God and through her fierce faith, Beatrice has seen such victory in her life and in her marriage, a marriage that was broken but that God redeemed such that they now enjoy a deeply connected marriage and joyful life with their two children in New York City. Today, Beatrice shares more about how to prioritize your marriage as a busy Christian woman. Welcome to the Grace-Filled Leader Podcast. Do you want better work-life balance? Do you get stuck in patterns of perfectionism and people-pleasing? Have you always been an overachiever but never really feel good enough, no matter how much outward success you achieve? Do you want more time for the things that matter most? Hi, I'm Tanya, a wife, mom, leader, certified Christian life coach, and Jesus lover. For most of my life, I tried to find worthiness through achievement. But no matter how hard I worked or how much I achieved, I never felt like I was enough. I was left burned out, empty, and exhausted. I had no time or energy for myself or my family. I needed balance. I needed peace. My life changed when I finally started to live like an unconditionally loved daughter of the King, saved by grace. This faith-led podcast will teach you time management, self-care routines, and practical leadership strategies to help you navigate life and leadership. If you're ready to become fueled by grace, and free from people-pleasing, if you're ready to multiply your time and impact as a Christian woman in leadership, this podcast is for you. Unbutton your blazers and roll up your sleeves, sister friends. It's time to get after it. Little tangential here. I find it interesting because you talked about one of the issues that actually created division in your marriage was the fact that you were I guess, committed to your faith walk and a believer in your husband wasn't at the time, correct? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we learn the Bible beating, you know, over their head doesn't exactly work to attract them to. So how have you dealt with that in terms of feeding and giving to your marriage in a healthy way without compromising your faith values and in a way to where that has maybe shifted or it's changed your husband has changed because of how you have been consistent and held on to your faith values and haven't given that up as part of this journey mm-hmm. i think uh for me it was again um through the entire story and any at the end i'll let people know the, if they ever listen to the podcast, my story is there. Yeah. Because it's a long one. But um, <laughs> through the story, 
essentially what happened was I clung, you know, as I was mentioning before, I had no other resources for me. So the only place I had to go to is the Lord. Right. And uh, uh, one day after a couple of weeks of prayer and fasting, I, uh, someone had a word for me and basically it was God saying, stop, I've got it. Stop mm. trying to handle this. It's done. Mm. And that wasn't the exact like word for word verbatim, yeah. but that's the the feeling that I remember. And it was like, okay. And what it meant was I had to stop, like you said, trying to beat him over the head with the Bible, trying to yeah. like, you know, set him up with Christian friends, trying to get right. him to go to small group, trying to force him to go to church and all those things. And uh, so it was a matter of, in that case, it was a matter of surrender and trust. Yes. So it was a matter of saying, okay, Lord, because the Bible says if you're a believer and your husband is an unbeliever and he chooses to go, you let him go. Mm -hmm. And I did. But at the same time, I still felt this strong conviction to fight for my marriage. So while I let him go, like I was like, well, do you need help picking out your apartment? And he was like, um, I'm good. I can do that. (laughs) I, I was still fighting for my marriage in other ways. So that when God brought him back, it wasn't me that he was seeing. It was the love of Christ that he was seeing. And I would, throughout the time of our separation and all this, when I wanted to fight him, when I wanted to throw things at him, I physically wanted to hit him because I was so angry and so hurt and so just all the things because he was here, he was walking out on me. I would, I remember in my car, I would say, okay, Lord, I need you to take all this stuff in me right now and replace it just Mm -hmm. replace it with your love with your grace so that when I come walk into the house that's what he sees so it was almost like putting on a mask but it was like putting on a Jesus mask yeah right and then in that allowing him and going back to the boundaries and keeping your eyes on your own paper that was part of that journey allowing him to transform me on the inside that all of a sudden my husband was like, oh, wait, she's not that crazy person that I thought she was, right? And so now he leaves and whatever. And it was just like, he kept waiting for that crazy person to come back. And sometimes she would sneak through, you know, but <laughs> for the most part, it's pretty good at like, just nope. And kind of keeping her hidden behind the mask before all of a sudden the mask stopped becoming a mask and really started to become uh, the core of who I was. In terms of him, um, you know, how do you deal with like him being an unbeliever and not going to church and not whatever? It was more of, again, going back to that place of surrender, because when we first got back together, it was like that was one of my conditions. Like, oh, we'll get back together, but you got to go to church. Mm, And because he was so um, repentant and like he wanted us to to make our marriage work so bad, he said, okay. But Mm -hmm. like I realized he wasn't doing it because he wanted to do it. Right. It wasn't like obedience because of it was like it was it's more it was more of a heart issue. He was doing it because he wanted me, not because he wanted to be in that place. Right. And so what happened was, again, that was a place where God spoke to me. And and I realized that that was wrong. I shouldn't Mm -hmm. have done that. And so I told him, I was like, you know what? I'm sorry. I I should never have made that a condition. If you want to go. You're more than welcome to join us. I'm going to go and take the, well, at the time I only had one child. So I'm going to go and take the baby or the the kid or whatever, my daughter. And he was like, okay. And then sure enough, he started to go on his own. And then he started to go because he wanted to be there. 
And since then, I have never said, you have to go. I'd say, I would like to go. And he goes, okay. And now he comes with me because he says, no, it's good for us to go as a family. I believe it's good for us to go as, you know, for the kids or whatever. And a year after that whole story, he did end up giving his life to the Lord and he was, he did end up being baptized, but it doesn't necessarily mean that we have the same level of faith. And so many times I hear from women who are like, well, he needs to be stronger in his faith and he needs to lead the household and he needs to this and he needs to that. And it goes back to, you need to stop saying he needs to. Right. <laughs> Look at your own paper, right? Again, it all comes back to boundaries. It all comes back to look at your own paper. Because right. if you are just that example, then don't worry. When you raise your kids, your, as you're raising your kids, your kids will know they had a mama who was always praying for them. They had a mama who would come pray over them if they were sick, who would have them lead prayer, you know, um, have but when we before we eat, pray with them at night, who taught them how to pray. Yeah. That might come from their mom. It's not always right. going to come from dad, but it's okay. But what yeah. happens is you're modeling it not just for your children, but you're also modeling it for your husband. And when it counts, because when it counts, I can see that comes out in him. Yeah. And I just stop worrying about, you know, oh, I wish I had a husband who like, was so excited about going to church every day because you know what? I also have a lot of clients whose husbands are pastors oh, who are true. very miserable marriages. Yes. And so it's not, that's not like the be all end all. Trust me. Right. <laughs> you know, it's almost like, be careful what you wish for. Trust me, stay on your own paper. Right. So really I hear you saying boundaries is more than setting boundaries to sort of protect yourself or your time. It's kind of, setting boundaries around yourself to protect other people too. It's about minding your own business. Like keeping, like you said, keep your eyes on your own paper, you know, surrendering what's not yours to, to fix or yeah. to change or to influence just witness by example. I love that. Yeah. So if, yeah. how I'd like to know kind of for our listeners too, again, they're often just, you know, I hear you're a busy mom, coach, podcaster, student, what are some tips you have for that busy professional woman that struggles to make time but wants to invest in their marriage? What do you do to intentionally prioritize your marriage or make time for your marriage in amidst the busy? Mm-hmm. Um, for us, it becomes a little easier because we both work from home. Mm. so sometimes it means that after I drop off the kids we'll have lunch together nice right in the middle of the day or Mm -hmm. yesterday he had a a break between conference calls and he came out to the living room where I was working and I was doing some homework and you know we had to have a, a conversation about finances or it's just meaning that we take time and for us that time happens to be in the middle of our day often but we take time to just be intentional with each other just to talk to each other uh some of the other things that we do is you know people are like oh prioritize date night yeah okay well dips yeah. <laughs> easy yeah. for you to say right right first that's first of all second of all date night is expensive expensive right? like, but you gotta get child care and i mean this is my kids are older and still it's like you gotta get forget it a night at the movies is a hundred and 
something dollars just right. to that were more almost two hundred dollars by the time you pay pay the babysitter buy the movie tickets like you go out are you gonna eat it's like all of a sudden date night is three hundred dollars and I'm like am I doing one day night a month at three hundred dollars I don't know so right. I think it's also finding what works for you you know so maybe that does work maybe the occasional date night um does work and maybe it's just, okay, it's like sometimes, and this would happen during COVID quite a bit where we weren't going out, right? It's like kids, like it's mommy and daddy time. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. this, you know, it's 9 p.m. or 10 p.m. They're older. So we'd be like 9.30, don't bother us. You want to stay up? Go ahead. You can stay in your room with the light on and read. But like, other than that, don't bother us. And I would give my son who's 10, I would give him like a sleep gummy, like a melatonin gummy. <laughs> <laughs> But it'd be like, we are just going to spend this time together. And I think uh, the important part, and this was a huge mistake that I made early on in my marriage when I was doing all the things wrong. An important part is using that time for fun and fun only. Mm. So this is like one of my biggest tips because it was like light bulb moment for me. That does not mean that is the appropriate time to talk about our but like our budget, to talk about like things that could bring bring up tension in the marriage, to talk about what are we doing with the kids, like this or that, like whatever. Nope. Right. That time that you spend with him is time for fun. You want to joke around, like, you know, whatever it is you guys do for fun together. Like there was times where I I remember one night, uh, this was also during COVID, where we just had like a dance party in our bedroom. Like I made some cocktails. I was like, good night, kids. And we like put on our favorite music and we just hung out and it was just the two of us. And we had like a, a, we like to salsa dance and we just had like, nice. it was just so sweet. And it was fun. But the point is, whatever that looks like for you, there's no talk about all the hard things. Those are important. Yes. But you schedule time for that. You know, you'll schedule time to have a budget meeting or you'll schedule time. So that's a lot of what we'll do maybe during the day where we'll sit down and, you know, another coach that I listen to, uh, she talks about like having a Sunday sit down. and, And that's something that we've tried to do, too. Like, okay, what's our calendar look like for the week? What are we doing? And like, that's when those conversations happen, but that's separate from date night and don't mix the two. Like don't think one equals the other. It does not. That's good. Yeah. So have you ever had the, sorry, this is probably TMI or I go down the rabbit hole, but have you ever had those periods where maybe it's just me, but you, sometimes you kind of are existing in marriage and you don't really feel like you even want to make the effort. You know, you Mm -hmm. want your marriage to be better and, and um all of that but you're sort of tired and you don't really want to make the effort number one have you been there and then what what do you do or tell yourself that that has been effective in still making that effort or yeah. do you know what i'm saying yeah how do you get that past is a, that? that is a great question uh i had um, a psychologist on my show who coined that stable misery yeah that's good stable misery which was essentially it was kind of like the roommate syndrome right but like once you and your husband get to a place of where you feel like your roommates like it's really hard to break the roommate syndrome but I think before you get to the roommate syndrome you get to this place of like that's where the beginnings are the stable misery it's like maybe you don't totally feel like roommates yet but you're getting there right yeah that's where I like to catch people because 
it's so hard to like pull your marriage back and like fix it once once he's walking out the door and like I've had clients whose husbands are now like they're in the midst of a separation and they're like girl I wish I found you sooner (laughs) right because it's like that's the stuff you want to avoid and I think that's part of it is understanding that it's almost like trying just realizing that oh snap I I think I should like work on my health or or lose weight or this or that once I've gained 50 pounds that's like if you would have caught it when you gained the first five and like started to make some changes then your journey would be a lot easier or even the first 15 but like coming from me somebody who has you know my weight has fluctuated even as as much as 50 pounds it's like I see now the importance of when you start to realize it, because what happens is it creeps up on you. You don't realize it's happening. But when you start to realize, oh, I don't even want to make the effort anymore. That's when you need to stop. That's when you need to say, wait a minute. I don't, I don't want a life where I say I want to grow old with my husband, but I don't even like him. No. (laughs) Right. Right? (laughs) Because think about that. Yeah. Your kids, they're going to grow up and they're going to leave you. And you yes. stuck with him. You married him, yes. girl. Like you stuck with him. So what are we going to do? I So for me, my priority is he is my best friend. And like, I want to enjoy him. Yes. And how do I enjoy him? What were the things that we used to do that helped me to like, just enjoy being around him and just enjoy his company. And so sometimes when you're getting to that place, sometimes what I, I would prescribe, air quotes prescribe is like, maybe a weekend away mm-hmm. to try to help you reconnect, right? To try to jumpstart that is right. one thing. Another thing is, and uh, this was during my time of separation, one of the few books that I had was The Five Love Languages. Yes. I loved, everybody knows about The Five Love Languages. So one of those things is how can I show him love in ways that are meaningful to him? Right. And just and those are the little ways you start to make the effort. Those are the little um they say in uh, marriage therapy, like the little bids that which you know, the little things that we're trying to do to get reconnected. And those little things add up, right? It's like they, right. they might take a while, right? Depending on the, the size of the gesture, which is why sometimes I'm like, just go away for a weekend, but they add up. And I would say the problem is like you said, sometimes you just don't want to do it. Yeah. But it's understanding like what do choose your hard. Right. Exactly. What's the hard that you want? Do you want to start making a little effort or do you want to be 70 years old and really miserable? Yeah. Well, and, and I don't know how true this is for most, but for me, oftentimes I need to sort of check myself and say, okay, stop with the needing my needs met or needing to be validated first before I will extend that olive branch or, you know, it's sometimes it's just like Tanya, you know, just make the effort because the payoff is worth it. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, you have to be mm-hmm. willing to be the the one to make the first move or do it just because. That statement reminds me of a Bible verse it's in Peter somewhere, and I forget exactly where. Um, but the message version says, just bless. Oh, yes. Where it's good. like, be humble and just bless. Yeah. Like, know 
harsh words, no this, no that. And I forget, I preached on it once and I like forget, I should have it up here because it comes up so many times for me. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember the actual verse, but um, it's this idea of if we can do that, exactly what you just said, humble ourselves enough to just bless, humble ourselves yes. enough to just love, right? Like Jesus, right. what was his, for like the greatest commandment after love your God is love others how I have loved you. Right. So if we could do that, and that's, that's that is my uh, favorite verse in the Bible, because I feel like this entire world would be a different place if yes. everybody followed that one commandment. Yes. Think about what happens if you start with that in your home. Right. If you loved him the way Jesus loved you, the way Jesus loved the church, because that's, that's, you know, right. in Ephesians, that's, that's the God's command to, to husbands. But like, if we just did that for him, if we served him in those ways, and that doesn't necessarily mean that we have to be a doormat. Now, here's an important uh, piece of this, because I, I do find it's very important. Yes, we humble ourselves. We, we do the things we love him without anything in return like these are all good there are so many bible verses that would support that what the problem is is that a lot of times the church has then taken that and twisted it Mm. and then um tries to justify like abuse in the home right and so it's understanding that again always going back to boundaries where you're not a doormat you don't allow yourself to be abused. abused yes but outside of that, like you can certainly be a blessing, right? Right. There's a there is a separation there, and there's yes. also so I just like to make that point because all of a sudden then people are like, oh, there she goes again. She's one of those, you know, women who are condoning. I mean, there's just all this this stuff going on um, for especially Christian women who just sit in abusive marriages and who just allow themselves to be in abusive places. And there's a difference. There's a way that you can have boundaries and not allow yourself to be abused, but then also just be, be a blessing and things, you know, yeah, be loving, yeah. be, be blessing, be grace fueled and depending, right. As long as he, there are certain men who, who might still take advantage of that, but most of them, the majority of them, they're not going to do that. The majority of them, you start to consistently serve them, love them, take care of them, do the the first thing, start to fill their love tank like Gary Chapman talks about. And all of a sudden you will start to see it come back in return. I have client after client after client who has said that same thing. It's not just me. It's this is I'm not the first person who has ever said it. It is that is proven and it works. Yes. Amen. Beautiful. So obviously you can tell I could talk all day about this stuff, but I don't mm-hmm. want to forget. I want to be sure that our audience knows how to find you yes. and all the goodness that you offer. So where can they get more of Beatrice Vargas? Sure. The podcast is the best place and that's the Grace Fueled Wife, but all, uh, Instagram and Facebook also the Grace Fueled Wife. Um, there's the Grace Fueled Wives Club. I mean, if you just put in the Grace Fueled Wife, you'll find me. <laughs> pretty easy to find same thing for the website uh but my right now my website i'm not sure where you're gonna when you're gonna air this but it is currently being updated so i have had a couple of listeners be like i went to your website it's being updated and they dm'd me on instagram i'm like perfect i'll talk to you on instagram yeah even but yes that is yeah even better exactly because you get to you get me directly so yeah those are 
Gracefield's wife, any, any, all the platforms is how you would find me. Wonderful. So in closing, one more question. If you had one piece of advice to that busy working woman, wife, one piece of advice that would change the trajectory of her life and marriage, what would that bit of advice be? For the better, I should say that. Hopefully yeah. that was obvious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say, I apologize if this sounds cliche of something, but I would say, don't forget about loving yourself and caring for yourself. Oh, yeah. Because that woman, there, there's other women who they're, they're selfish and they only love and care for themselves. Right. But that one, the one that you described is not. No. She has given to everybody yes. countlessly to the point of her being empty. Like I was saying before, she's trying to pour from an empty cup. Yes. And that woman, she's going to find herself crying like I was a couple of weeks ago on my birthday crying. Uh -huh. right? Because I let so much of myself go because I was giving so much to other people. But that, like taking care of that, if if she understands that she is a daughter of the king. Yes. yes. How would the princess allow herself to be treated? I mean, hello, Esther had like a year's worth long of beauty treatments. Right. But <laughs> come see the king. And not suggesting like you should do that too, but just more of don't feel guilty about taking care of yourself because it just allows you to to serve better right really. Amen. oh i love it such beautiful kernels of wisdom i thank you so very much for spending some of your valuable time with me today beatrice it, it blessed me a great deal so i know that it's going to bless the women that are listening to the show awesome thank you love to be here i pray this episode blessed you spoke to you or encouraged you in some way if so, please share it with a friend and head on over to Apple Podcasts to leave me a review. That's the only way for me to know if you're enjoying the show. Nothing blesses me more than to hear from you. Also, come on over to our free Facebook community. This is a great place for us to support one another on our faith and leadership journeys. You can find the link to the group in the show notes or go to gracefieldleader.com forward slash community. If you have questions or content ideas for the show, please send me a message on SpeakPipe or via email. Go to gracefilledleader.com forward slash contact and leave a written or voice recorded message. I would love to know how I can best serve you on the podcast. Now to him who can do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. Ephesians 3 verse 20. Until next time, my friends, God bless.